Okay, welcome back to part two of Where Are You With Your Faith? Um, you know, oh my gosh, I'm just so excited about this topic. And it's so hard to pause when I get really started in doing this. Um, I, I love talking about faith right now. This is a season, like I said, of such preparation, elevation, and building up of faith and pushing you to the next level. And it's a very interesting level to be on because you find out so much about God. You become so much closer to him by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Once again, let me say it again, by the power of of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the greatest comforter I know. Uh, So welcome to your show. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed. Thank you for joining me. This is your show, Fruit for Your Soul. And I want to pick up where I left off. Now, I talked about before um, how you're justified and Abraham was justified by what he did and how we're justified by what we do and how faith without the action means nothing. So with that justification, I'm starting at Romans 8 this time. Uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 27. And sometimes I don't say this, but I'm reading from the NIV version if you hadn't figured it out <laughs> yet in the last set. I think this entire season I've been doing NIV. Uh, but either way, just FYI, because sometimes you could have your King James version open and it sounds a little just very, very slightly different. So starting from verse 27, Romans 8. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Mm, There's that word again. The spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the spirit, with the will of God. Excuse me. And we know that in all things, God works for the, I'm sorry. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. You know, in the previous podcast, I was talking about how um, literally... What was Abraham thinking about when he was taking Isaac to the altar? I'm sure it's a very surreal moment to him, with uh, you know, for him. And I'm think thinking at looking at this verse, thinking about how he says he searches our hearts and knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people. And I said, you know, the only way that Abraham was able to do that was by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. If we're talking about the this is a, the Old Testament, by the way, but God's spirit was still there. It was, it had gone anywhere. It just wasn't as, we don't read about it as much as we do in the New Testament. Because when he formed the world, God poured his spirit out. The spirit fell and then the form, the world was formed. So the same thing here with Abraham. He was only able to do what God had him do by the intervention of the spirit. And then here we are again, because it says right here in verse 27, because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So the spirit is interceding for us to be justified. And we're not justified until we do the part of faith. So we're talking about being predestined and God already knew. In other words, when he formed the world, he knew what we were going to do. It's just that simple. Purely amazing. So unbelievably something you cannot even fathom in your mind. But he already knew this. 
the spirit in the seas to bring this into um to bring this into justification. And this is a little deep, but it's very true because it says it right here in verse 30. And those he predestined, he also called. We're talking about the ones he called to do his work, to bring his will to pass. Those are the ones who are here on the earth who got called to have a certain task for them. Those he called, he also justified. Notice he justified. How in the world did he justify someone and they hadn't even been born yet? Think about it. So when this book was written, you and I hadn't been born yet, but he justified us already. It means he already knew it. It already happened. It's done. When we say it's done, that's what we mean. It's done. It's done. It's already done. And Jesus' mighty name is done. And I love saying that because that's when you call forth your faith into action. You speak those words. You speak the words of, you know what? It's done. So what words am I talking about? Okay, here we go again. Where is your faith? When you say someone says they're sick. And you pray for that person. And the Holy Spirit says to you, this person is healed. And you say, it's done. It's done. It's done. In the name of Jesus, it's done. That's what I mean. Or whenever you pray for something that hasn't actually happened yet. And you really do feel the Holy Spirit is saying it's done. Or he speaks to you and says it's done. It's done. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. This is why I say, where is your faith? Are you saying it's done? Or are you basing your life on making it happen first and then maybe, like I said, you making it happen because you leave God out or you're actually waiting for God to do it first. And once again, he's waiting for you to have faith and then we can, we can do this for years, right? Faith is scary. It can be real, 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 real scary. The truth is, it's real though. <laughs> um, You know, one... I'm just having fun. I, I love this. I, I really do. I like the fact that he justified. And I'm going to tell you something real deep in just a second. And those he justified, he also glorified, which I find amazing. I'm going to get to glorified very soon. But this is a, when we talk about faith, I don't want you to take this lightly. Um, I want you to know that faith is very, it's a very serious walk with the Lord. It is a tight, tight rope because a lot of times we can veer and veer and veer and veer and veer to the side and think, oh, my God, that's it. I messed up. I'm never going to get right again. That's not true. It's justified. You're already justified. You're justified. You're justified. You have that faith. He already knew you were going to fall off way before you even knew you were going to do it. This is how we got to start thinking when it comes to faith. Okay, just have it and do it. But you can only do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why I say it's important to have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because this is all gibberish to you if you don't. It means nothing to you. And then we become victims of warfare. And we wonder why our lives are just so miserable. So miserable. Where is your faith? You know, as I think about this, um, there was a song by Reverend James Cleveland. I don't know if you even know who that is, but he's since passed away. And I'm from the South. And this particular song was a really popular gospel song in the 80s. And it was called, Where Is Your Faith? And if you want to look it up, you can. But, you know, there's a conversation going in this entire song. And the conversation is about um, one Christian talking to another Christian. And, I mean, this one Christian that's talking, oh, my God, I've never heard this many problems in one conversation in my life. But uh, maybe I have. At the time I heard it, I didn't. I think I was a child (laughs) when I first heard the song. But uh, this person has a lot of problems, right? And then every time they say the problem, the next person says, where is your faith? 
And then the next time, where is your faith? And, you know, I'm just thinking practically here. The person never really answers the question. Yeah, I'm thinking about the song now. Yeah, go look it up because they'll say, oh, this happened. And then the, the guy in the, it's almost the chorus part. Where is your faith in God? Something like that. Say you've been sick. Tell me about it. Oh, I love the song. I'm not, I, I love the way that song goes. I love the chorus and everything. But I'm thinking about this now. The person never really answers the question. They don't know. This it's, is true. It's a very realistic song. You could be talking to someone about their problems. And some, it's a very deep question because people can't think faith when they're thinking problems, right? They don't think joy and trials. They think problem, problem, problem. And when you're thinking like that, you're talking and you're giving the devil so much advantage in your life. And the person constantly says, where is your faith? So I say all that to say that the next time you think about a problem that you have, next time you have a problem, the next time a problem has passed and you don't feel like it was resolved, where is your faith? And I want you to go back to James, come back to the book of James, go to the book of Romans 8, uh, James, the first chapter, Romans 8, the whole chapter. You know, I'm, I'm really sometimes one verse, two verse. They, they're very, 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 very powerful words. But when you're truly having issues, you got to get to the point where you're reading God's word till you feel him talking to you, till you feel the interceding of the Holy Spirit just working with your spirit. And he's getting really into you. That can only happen by God's word. Uh, and once again, I know I said this before, but my, my favorite book to read um, when I'm just needing some encouragement is the entire book of Philippians. It's what, what, like four chapters? I mean, it's not that much, okay? So I'm just trying to tell you that if you're sitting out there and you have problems, and I talk to people all the time, that do because life is not without problems right but the ones that don't have the holy spirit you know sometimes i I ask the lord what what in the world do i say when you don't have the holy spirit how do you expect to handle it i mean this is not patty cake baker's man issues they're talking to me about it's an ongoing issue that the devil's going to keep trying to eat you up over because he knows you don't have home court advantage and the home court advantage is using the name of jesus and using it by the power of the holy spirit now, if that's too far out there for you, then that's you. But for everybody I know that have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and use the name of Jesus because it has the name above all names and know that and believe it, it works. That's why we love the Lord. That's why we continue in what we do because it works. And it's not just to somehow genie away our problems, okay? It is to be a friend of God, to walk in life and understand why we're here, to understand, you know, this is not our home, the earth. We're just here. We're strangers here on earth. Our home is heaven. So therefore, we treat earth accordingly. So when the next time someone blows on you too hard and you don't like it, you don't fall apart. It's the truth. It's just the truth. And I just have to say it like that. So remember, those he called, he also justified. So you are predestined to be sitting where you are sitting right now and to know that whatever you're dealing with has already been done. You know, I also had a dream one time and I use myself as an example sometimes because I, I don't want to always pick on other people or bring up other people that I'd love to brag about the Holy Spirit. Um, I had a dream years ago. I remember my dreams like they just happened today. I do. Um, because they've, they're, they're just that impactful on me. Anytime the Holy Spirit is in your life, you're gonna, things are just going to stay in your remembrance. And in this dream, I felt like I was failing. Like in a lot of things in life. 
And I felt like I had failed at my calling. And it was a miserable failure feeling because I really felt that way. If you can think about something you're aspiring to do and you just feel like, oh my God, it's over. I failed. That's how I felt in this dream. And I remember the dream was so vivid to me that I felt like my life is over. And sure enough, someone comes up to me in the dream and they're holding a gun to me and they put it right in my stomach. And I'm thinking, that's it. I failed. I'm about to die. I really was thinking that. But I felt something, which I'm talking about the Holy Spirit now. In the dream, I couldn't even think because it was the, the emotions were really high on me. And I was so stunned. Something saying, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. I felt something saying that in my dream. So literally, the person asked me, had I done what I was supposed to do on earth? And I was too stunned to speak because someone had a gun to my stomach. And the next thing I heard was, pow! And I'm thinking, I'm dead. Oh, my God. But I never felt the bullet. And this is after I got healed, by the way. So this dream was probably about three years ago. So in other words, I was walking with the Holy Spirit, walking the Spirit, and he was pushing my faith to a new level when it was coming out in my dream. And I went down, but then I felt the person that had the gun start whispering in my ear and said, just go down, just go down, but get back up, get back up, get back up. And I'm thinking, what in the world? I never, so I looked down, there was no blood. You know, you're thinking this physically, because this is like, you know, if you can imagine something like this actually happened for real. And I'm blown away. And then while I was getting back up, my life started flashing before my eyes. Futuristic. Okay. I saw myself in this robe with a, a hat on, looking at the camera, smiling. Uh, kind of smiling, kind of not, but looking very serious. It was like, Phew. and then another picture, Phew. me and someone else who I'd never met, me on this picture, then Phew. another picture. And it was like, you didn't fail. It just hadn't happened yet. God was showing me everything I was getting ready to do in my life. And can I tell you something? Those pictures, some of them have already come true. Yes, they have. Now, I'm not going to say more. But I want to tell you that um, how it says those he called, he justified. And I cannot tell you how many times have I heard. I don't know. I think very clearly I've heard angels call my name in the morning three times. In the wee hours of the morning. Like, you know, 3 a.m. Don't think sunshine in the morning. Nothing like that. But like 3 a.m. in the morning, I wake up to someone calling my name. The most recent time I tried to answer, but I don't think I answered correctly. I think the answer should be, I think I said yes, but there's something else you're supposed to say. Yes, Lord, what should I do? Or what would you like for me to do? Or something like that. Either way, it's in the book of um, of when Samuel hurt with with Eli, that whole thing. The point that I'm trying to make is this. Okay, I don't want to get too carried away with that. Is that I've already been justified. And so have you. So have you. I don't think this is an easy topic to even listen to if you're not somewhere extra with your faith or you're getting somewhere extra or you want to be somewhere extra within your faith. There's something in you that's telling you, wait, 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 it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over. And, um, you know, I, I just want to say that it's the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you those dreams. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you the understanding of where your life is. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that has you even listening to this right now. All right. You're already justified. And you're justified by what you do. Okay. 
I could go, I could talk about this all day long, but I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give you another example. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a avid follower. I, I go to one of Christ Embassy Churches with Pastor Chris Oyakalemi, and um, he has these Rhapsodies of Realities, which I love those. Oh my God, I love them so much. And they speak so much about God's word. And there are, there are so many stories of people that don't even believe in God or had thought, you know, let me read this because I need healing. Let me read this. I need something changed in my life. They just opened up the book and then instantly they were healed because they had faith. Because the book is filled with the scripture, God's word. I mean, that's what faith is. If you've never really put it to action, the little bit that you do, God will meet you there. And he'll keep pushing it to new levels and new levels and new levels. It just starts with an act. And that's what brings the justification. That is the most important thing. And once again, it is the power of the Holy Spirit that even brings that into the existence of the natural. Right? Now, I'm going to end this with something very, 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 very special. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you because I love this subject. I I can't believe how excited I am to talk about faith. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that has me with this kind of excitement. Because I I, I just love the Lord for pushing my faith to new levels. I, I did not love what I went through. Okay, um, I, I don't believe uh, Abraham loved that that journey that he, when he was getting ready to take Isaac to the altar. Thank God he only had to do it once. No one ever had to redo something to, you know, to redo the same act. That's ridiculous. Right. But think about it. Uh, you're not going to love it. You're not going to like it. You're going to 100 percent hate it, actually. I mean, it, it's horrible. It's, it's one of those things where it's your reality. And it's a very reality. You know, but it's the natural reality and it's not the spiritual one. That's the one we have to keep in perspective what faith actually is. The evidence of things not seen, right? So, <clears throat> I love this part. If you go to Hebrews chapter 11, I'm going to say something. The Holy Spirit has been putting this in my mind so many times. And I love this because I want to end this with a question too. I know I started this with where is your faith? Um, where are you in your faith? But you know, um, if you go to Hebrews 11 and, um, I'm going to start with the verse, this is a 34. All right. Now this, this entire chapter talks about examples of people in their faith and things that happened. And, you know, it ends, the last verse ends with, you know, those who shut the mouths of lions. And then it says about verse 34, quench the fury of the flames and escape the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed born armies. And this is what happened. This is, this is the result of faith, right? Women received back their dead, raised to life again. This is verse 35. I'm going down. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Now, how can you be tortured? And we're talking about physical, unbearable pain and refuse to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Now, we're talking about now we, we just took uh, at faith acts to a whole new level with this one. Okay, but I want to tell you why important this is. Now, if you go keep going to verse uh, 36, some face jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. And people around the world are actually experiencing this right now. 
Verse 37, they were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destituted, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. Now, you know, I want to say something critical here. These are people that truly suffered because of their faith, because they loved the Lord Jesus so much, that went through unbearable, unspeakable, horrible things that people can't even talk about without uh, squinching their eyes. And, and they can't finish their sins because it's so bad. And it says something amazing. Verse 38, the world was not worthy of them. Now, if the world wasn't worthy of them, why is the world worthy of us? Think about it. That means if the world is worthy of us, shouldn't we be exercising our faith even more and more every day? It makes you think a little different. They were not, once again, they were not superhuman. They didn't have some super strength that we, they, they didn't have any of that. They had a physical fleshly body that felt pain and, and, and things just like we do, and emotion. But this is amazing. This is just amazing. This is so amazing. So I want you to think about that when you think about faith and why faith is important. Don't think you will never get there. Don't don't say that. Because you, the truth is, uh, our faith is always being pushed to new levels. And there's some situations we think we'll never, we never get into. And then it happens. And then you go, oh my God, here's the time to exercise faith again. And you can only keep doing it by the word of God. All right. This is not something you say, okay, faith is nothing like that. And just keep going about your day because the world will define faith for you. And there's no definition in the world for faith. Okay. (laughs) Forget it. It's just not going to happen. You know, so something to think about. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this was truly an enjoyment for you. I enjoyed this conversation more than anything. I love talking, talking, talking to you versus just, you know, feeling like I'm just teaching and teaching. I don't think podcasts for, I think they're for talking. Right, talking and understanding and and getting involved in in the and what God really wants me to reveal in this particular season, but you know, I pray that wherever you are in your faith, you're in a really good place if when you're having trials and you're able to persevere because soon you'll be getting the crown of life. Just know that, keep reading the Word of God, keep believing, keep having the faith, so in the name of Jesus, you will have it, and that's only by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Thank you again for listening. Feel free to um, I'd love feedback from you. What do you think this is? How, you know, what is it doing for your life? Love at Cardelia.com. Uh, feel free to get the book if you haven't already on Amazon, Little Diary of Relationship Truths. It helps us understand our relationship with the Holy Spirit, especially in romantic relationships and marriage and things like that. Um, stay tuned for next time. I look for you there. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you and so do I.